Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to the free public feed of Behavior Gap Radio. And before we move on to today's episode, let me just tell you real quickly about Behavior Gap Radio. I record an episode every day except Sundays, and that is available in the subscriber feed. Available if you go to behaviorgapradio.com and sign up. So what you're hearing today is the episode that I release every Thursday to this public feed. So there's a whole party going on, and I think you would absolutely love it. So go to behaviorgapradio.com and join. What you'll get there is an episode every single day. I work really hard to keep them short. I work really hard to send you less. So they're between 3 and 12 minutes, no guess, me just talking about doing work in public, aligning our use of money with what's important to us, and generally living a life full of adventure. And I'd love to have you. So go to behaviorgapradio.com and sign up there. Now on with today's episode. Non-fungible tokens. You know, what all the cool kids do, this sort of digital art that people are collecting. And we've heard all these crazy stories about, you know, $50 million sales of a JPEG file. Right, And everybody dismissive and, oh, that's stupid. And then other people who think it's going to change the world. And I don't know what to think about any of all of that stuff. What I do know is I recently launched one. And I want to tell you why. This isn't in any way meant to be a pitch, by the way. It's just meant to clarify why I did this and maybe provide you with some Actually, my goal isn't to provide you with anything. My my goal is I'll just share a little bit of the journey that I went on to understand NFTs in hopes that it might be helpful to you in case you find yourself wandering around in, in the world and somebody asks you about NFTs. So I don't really know what to make of all the cool kids. I don't know what to make of the sort of NFT craze. And I, I know there's something very fascinating going on. That's all I know. And I don't know if the fascination is that it's just another bubble that's just going to disappear. I don't know if it's fundamentally going to change the world, but I know what's going on is fascinating. And my sense is there's something going on that's going to change the world, right? With just blockchain generally, you know, decentralized contracts, decentralized finance, and NFTs as well. And I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. So if I were in the traditional financial, if I was a financial advisor um, or anybody that uses money, frankly, I would at least want to understand it. I'm, I, I'm in no way suggesting that that means you should run out and buy um, cryptocurrencies, or which is a whole other subject, um, or invest in blockchain projects, which is a whole other subject, or run out and buy NFTs. I, I have no idea. But what I do know is that I think I just got really, really lucky that some things intersected, like some is like a perfect storm for my work. And the reason it's a perfect storm is I'm not just like a, I'm not a, an artist in the sense of like, you buy my work to display in your beautiful home. Although plenty of people have. I've always thought of my work as purpose art. It fills a very specific purpose, at least a good chunk of it. I'm, I'm doing more and more art that I hope people will want to buy and just put in their homes. But for 10 years, I've been creating things that serve a purpose. You use them, right? You use them to start conversations 
or to reinforce the words that are already coming out of your mouth. So if somebody gives financial advice for a living, somebody who, an attorney, a CPA, a financial advisor, you know, that kind of person, I've had venture capitalists, private equity people, those kind of people will buy them and put it on their wall because it, because of the type of conversation it generates. Let's, let me get specific, a financial advisor. Instead of having a picture of a bull or a bear on their wall or a stock chart that, first of all, look terrible, second, often give the wrong impression, instead of having the financial pornography network playing on a television in the lobby, which is reinforcing exactly the opposite of the kind of advice we're trying to give, Right? You could have an image that supports the advice, that starts the kind of conversations, you know, fear and greed or focus or the one about plan, you know, the 52 of them about planning. Like these were, that was the point of them when I drew them for the New York Times was to reinforce that message. So that's how I've always thought of them as purpose art. Okay. So that's one sort of, let's just pretend like this is a Venn diagram. Like one circle is like purpose art art that's meant to be used. So people will buy them and then use them in their client newsletter, their presentations on their website, right? So it's printed, hung on their wall. We had somebody in Texas, of course, print it on a billboard. So blow it up huge on a billboard. Like that, people are using it. That's what I say when I mean use art. And the the use is it starts and reinforces the conversations you want to be having, right? So then another Venn diagram would be People want to buy, for years people have been buying the digital version of that art that comes with a license to use it. So people would ask, can I use it? Can I use it? Can I use it? We were like, no, 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 no. And then finally we were like, well, what if we just gave people the license to use it if they paid a licensing fee? And it was a digital download, right? That's pretty cool. Well, it turns out an NFT is just a really, really quick, easy way to do that, right? It makes it easier for the purchaser. And here's the thing that's really cool about the NFT, like just in this, but look, it's a very small box. I live in a very small box. I don't know how it applies to all these other things. I mean, I I, I do because I've spent lots of time talking to people and thinking about it. Like if you're a digital artist... In the past, you, ha- you, you essentially sort of had to just deal with people stealing your art. You had to deal with just, you sort of gave your art away in hopes that somebody would buy your book, or you gave your art away in hopes that somebody would hire you to come photograph their wedding, or, you know, like now you could actually sell your art. That's really cool. It's a way for digital artists to sell their art. That's really cool, right? So I've thought a lot about it, but I think I, I live in this really small box where it's like purpose art. There's a group of people who use it for their profession. It's professional use, right? It's not just a a cool picture to hang in the house. And I'm 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 not downplaying that at all. I'm just saying, look, in my case, it's professional use. Then the the final little piece, the, the Venn diagram piece to me, that just the third circle that overlays this is as an owner of that license, as an owner of that piece of digital art. So, right, I just put up my first NFT, my first series NFT. So it was an edition of nine and it's a Venn diagram that says experiences and um, people you love. 
I'm just I'm just looking real quick to make sure. <laughs> yeah, one circle says people you love. The other ex circle says experiences. The overlap is labeled spend the money. Now, I haven't released that anywhere else. That's just been sitting in my notebook for a couple of years, actually. I've never, I mean, I've, I've talked about that idea, but I've never done this drawing. The very first place it's appeared is as an NFT on the Mirror platform. And you can find all this out on Twitter if you want. Um, and I did an edition size of nine. And it essentially cost the equivalent of like $350 to buy it. Now, what's so cool, this third overlap, is once you buy it, and I've never been able to do this before, and I love it. It makes me so happy because once you buy it, you own it, which means you can sell it, right? If there's a secondary market, if you use it for a year, you, know, you use it in your client newsletter, you use it on a client presentation, you use it on your website, then you're done with it. Like you want to swap it out for a new one. You theoretically, again, assuming somebody else wants to, assuming there's somebody on the other side of that market, on the other side of that trade, which I have no idea if that will happen, but NFTs give us the possibility of there to being a secondary market, which makes me happy because then I think of everyone who buys this NFT as an as a equity owner of a piece of my work. That's so cool, right? Like not just a customer who's buying it, which I, again, I'm thrilled and ecstatic for those people. But it, it adds a layer here of equity ownership because you can sell it. It's like doing a tiny, 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 tiny IPO of my work. Like it's just, I've now, the public can be owners of my work. Like that's so cool. So I hope that it helps you explain like my excitement about it. Right? That's why I am testing the waters. Right? That's why I'm doing these is because, and this one, this particular Venn diagram that's up on the mirror platform won't be available in the sketch store, the behavior up sketch store. It won't be available anywhere else. This is the only place. These nine people, once they buy it, it's not going to be available ever again, right? Except unless one of them wants to sell it. That's cool. Will there be a secondary market? I have no idea. But NFTs give us the possibility of making that really, really simple and permissionless, and you can prove your ownership. So if somebody's using this image, and imagine how cool this is. I, I don't know that we plan on doing this, but we can do an image search of that image. And if we find somebody using it on the website, we can email them and say, hey, do you, do you, have, do you have ownership of this? And the smart, the contract, the NFT will be proof of ownership. That's really cool. My, my, my intellectual property attorney has been, it's been, I mean, he's been driving me crazy for 15 years. Like, Carl, you've got to do something to protect. Well, now it's really easy, right? I mean, his suggestion is once a month, somebody will go in and do image searches, find somebody, see if anybody's out there. If anybody's out there, they'll write a letter. Just say, hey, you need to stop using that unless you own it. So that we have some sort of paper trail that we're actually protecting some of this, but I don't know if we have plans to do that. I'm just saying, isn't that cool? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that really, really interesting? If I wanted to do that in the past, I mean, think of what, what would I have done? I mean, sure, we can sell the sketch on the sketch store, but could you ever sell it again? Are we going to buy it back from you? No, like you're a customer who bought something. Now you're an equity owner. That's pretty cool. So that's, that's, why, that's how I think about NFTs. 
I don't know about the rest, right? Like, I mean, the other cool thing, right, is you you can buy a T-shirt that says I own an NFT and you can be one of the cool kids, even though you're doing it for what feels to me like is a really, like, rational, purpose-driven reason. You could still have the T-shirt, right? And talk about it at the cocktail party or the barbecue next time. So hope that's helpful. Just a little, uh, little ditty on NFTs. Greetings, it's Carl again. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you enjoyed that, you would love being a subscriber. So go to behaviorgapradio.com and sign up and I'll see you there.